Welcome to episode 46, yeah, sorry, 46 of the TM uh, podcast. Uh, today with a very special episode um, based on the relative success of the Working in TM episode. We thought about a new episode, Working in TM Corona Edition. And uh, this is a bit of a special setup, so uh, have mercy for any technical um, problems or audio quality issues you may have or we may have, um, but we try our best. So we want to talk about working in TM in times of Corona. And we have uh, a huge list of attendees today. So would you please introduce yourself, Lars, maybe you first. Yeah, hello. Uh, my name is Lars and I'm developer in uh, transportation management. Um, yeah, and it's great that I uh, I can be here today um, from home office as everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you work from home. Okay, I see. <laughs> Jenny. Yeah, hello. My name is Jenny and I'm Scrum Master in one of the order management teams based in Waldorf. And I'm happy to be in the call as well or in the podcast. Working from home. Yeah, with kids. Yeah, <laughs> or one of these. Felix. Yeah, hi. My name is Felix. I'm also happy to be back uh, as part of the TM podcast, and I'm a developer in the uh, on one of the order management teams as well. And where are you at the moment? Uh, oh, I'm in uh, at home working. Oh, from home, I see. Steffi, yeah. <laughs> how about you? Yeah. Hi, my name is Steffi. I'm development manager in transportation management and working from home as well, uh, together with my two daughters. I see. And finally, Thomas. Yes. Hello, Thomas here in the line. I'm also one of the development managers in the TM team, and uh, you might remember me from the episode uh, Working in TM. I'm also calling from my home office, and uh, actually, I would say it feels more like office. <laughs> yeah, and my name is Bernd Dietrich. I'm uh, one of the architects in, in order management, and uh, I'm working from home. Uh, and I'm already working from home for six weeks now. So, ah, we are recorded here. <laughs> nice. Um, exactly. And maybe we can start with a little history of uh, uh, how uh, Corona and TM uh, came together, so to say. Huh? So, um I think it all started globally. Okay, in China, I think it started uh, way earlier uh, last year. Okay, when do we, are we recording uh, for the uh, statistics? So it's third uh, of April uh, currently. So we are on the mm, in an early peak of Corona times, I would say. Let's see how it evolves. But let's say it started with Corona in in China, right? Our Chinese colleagues. Uh, kind of disappeared or worked from home last year and then nothing great happened, I would say, uh, on, on our side until um, uh, carnival season here in, in Germany, Italy, uh, all over Europe. There was a carnival break and quite some colleagues went to vacations, including, for example, me. <laughs> and when I came back, it was already a question, should, we, should I stay or should I go now? Uh, I won't sing, no worries. Um, and um, we started, uh, yeah, in this um, vacation times, uh, <clears throat> or was it uh, things vacations here? <laughs> 
and um, carnival vacations. And um, when I came back, uh, I think there was already the question, can I go to the office or not? And when I came back, uh, people already started looking scared at me so because they knew I was in Italy, but I was actually what was considered the safe part of Italy. Um, but then uh, during the day, that, uh, part, or that evaluation changed, and I think I came in at 8 and then left at 11.30 or so, right? And uh, started working from home, from the kitchen uh, in the first place. But then after a while, I think two weeks later, I, I guess, yeah, when I, I was uh, uh, on home uh, evacuate or home quarantine or whatever you would call it for two weeks. And then I hoped to get back to the office. But exactly after that two weeks, uh, the office were kind of shut down, right? So uh, if I remember right, it was first just a recommendation uh, to stay home. Uh, is that right? I, because I was yeah. home anyway. So That's correct. I don't For you, you had that. to stay at home because you came from a dangerous country. For mm -hmm. the others, it was just a recommendation. And maybe one thing we could add uh, regarding mm -hmm. our colleagues in China. At this point in time, we do not have a TM team working in China. We, we mm -hmm. did have one uh, two years ago and earlier. But at this point in time, we don't have direct TM colleagues in China. But for other applications, like, for example, our global track and trace team, they, they directly work together with SAP teams in China. And they, of course, felt um, the coronavirus earlier because the offices in Shanghai were shut down. People were not able to come back from their New Year um, festivals in China. So they felt the direct effects of the corona crisis already in January. Yeah, yeah, we also had friends working uh, or living in China and working there currently. And during Chinese New Year, they were on vacation. Then they came back to Germany to uh, to avoid the crisis, but um, <laughs> uh, not didn't really work out. So meanwhile, they are back uh, in China as well. Yeah, it reached us. Yeah, and and from then on, uh, I would say everybody is working from home now. Like four weeks now, right? Uh, already three All weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Three weeks. Three weeks feels like four. Uh, okay, <laughs> and um, yeah, we just want to share our experience, how we work, um, so technically, socially, our experience, uh, give some signal we are still alive uh, and developing, um, but also maybe we can share one or the other um, ideas or concepts we have that may also apply to others out there, and maybe we can start with a. Tech side um, of the story. So maybe uh, just talk about the tools that we use. Um, so Felix Lars, um, you're young, yeah. you know technology, right? So <laughs> maybe yeah, sure. we can so just talk about about our tools. Maybe we can start mm -hmm. working about uh, how we can access all the SAP servers and all the SAP systems. Um, so there are different uh, VPN. Uh, services available where uh, SAP IT is working hard to distribute the utilization so that everyone can access all systems as a stable connection. Um, so for me personally, those connections work pretty good. I've heard from other colleagues uh, who had connection issues uh, several days ago uh, to the development systems. Um, I don't know if any one of you has had ex has experienced some of these issues. For me, it's working um, very good. 
I was also pretty impressed, I have to say. So, I mean, we are kind of, I, I don't know how many people normally would dial into to Waldorf via VPN. I would guess maybe 10,000 or so. And then I think from three weeks ago, it was 100,000 uh, <laughs> all day. Uh, and I'm really impressed yeah. how well our yes, uh, me too. infrastructure. Me too. Yeah. So you can rely on SAP and an IT. <laughs> <laughs> but really tough. I think I know that in, in some other companies, uh, Switching to home office was quite a challenge for the IT infrastructure as well, and also for for larger companies. So that's a but basically, really uh, yeah, basically SAP uh, did it in one day, switch the whole company in home office. So all colleagues and I think yeah, in ninety nine percent or maybe a little bit less, but uh, it works fine, and that's uh, that's a good job, I would say. Um, yeah, I also think we, we profit now from the fact that uh, mobile work is something that is already practiced in SAP mm -hmm. for a long time. It's it's one of our standards. Yeah. Everybody has uh, a laptop, everybody has the equipment, uh, nearly everybody did home office before, maybe not to that extent, but uh, it, it's a common practice in SAP. And, and so we were not surprised uh, by this and first had to buy laptops for everybody or, or headsets and so on. We are in a, in a lucky situation regarding this. And we were also allowed to take the equipment home. So big monitors and stuff like that. So a couple of colleagues went there on the weekend and took their stuff. So most of us have also the big screens at home now. So it feels a little bit like in the office. Yeah, I even took and my chair. <laughs> I didn't want to tell that, Ben, but I don't know yeah, whether this was officially to be totally allowed. transparent, yeah. It is, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, one, mm -hmm. it's important, right, for, for But I leave the desk is still in the office. So. Yeah. But I also heard from other friends who, who were actually not allowed to ta take anything with them. So not even a cable or something like that, and we can take more or less our whole equipment. So this is really good. Yeah. That makes it very, very easy to get used to working from home as well. And what's also interesting now, if you order new equipment, because here and there you might miss a, a piece, I think, uh, Steffi, you ordered something, right? They now even have home delivery for, for office equipment, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. And it was really fast. I offered uh, in the afternoon one day, and it arrived... Uh, next day before lunch and it was really great um yeah i enjoyed this experience and was not aware of that maybe it would be something different if you order a webcam but not really sure out of so <laughs> might be a short paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you you have a source band <laughs> i have a source yeah right yeah, yeah. if you need toilet paper it's Ille.de, so the, okay, that's another <laughs> Now story. you get a special package <laughs> from them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but the sound station arrived very fast, I have to say, and I heard uh, uh, similar stories from other colleagues as well. Yeah, because getting home equipment here currently, at least in the uh, supermarkets or electronic markets, is pretty tough access, and they are closed. So the pure electronic markets are in a way closed. We cannot order, and I think also ordering something online, for the typical office equipment, maybe also a bit uh, difficult. So having that even delivered from company home, that's a cool thing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, um, that's the let's say the basic basic infrastructure. Maybe we can also uh, talk a bit about the software that we use to collaborate. Maybe that might also be interesting to yes. others. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So for collaboration and 
well, primarily communication. There are different uh, ways. So I guess in the early days of SAP, Skype was uh, the most uh, commonly used tool for communication and conference calls. And I think um, in the early days it was fuck. Oh, so. Yeah, in the <laughs> in the early day, early days of modern technology. Um, and now I'm I'm not sure when it was introduced, but um, Maybe a year ago, uh, Microsoft Teams uh, was introduced at SAP as well. So uh, they both uh, running in parallel. And uh, now there's a really big shift happening from Skype to Microsoft Teams. So, um, so basically all meetings shift from Skype to Teams because, uh, well, it just was more stable than Skype uh, with everyone dialing in and everyone yeah, I think the codec is also remotely. a bit more efficient, right? I think the yeah, even with many uh, attendees, uh, sound quality, etc., is better. It's my feeling. Better. So. Yeah. 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 That, that is one part of it, right? So for for collaboration, so if you set up a call or something, then we we use Teams. Interestingly, at the school of my one of my kids, they are also using Teams uh, for for schooling, for mm. homeschooling. So they also have okay. their setup and then daily scrums and, and that kind of things, uh, uh, also using uh, Teams. For the other, it's not that good, <laughs> So it's, but it, it does its job, uh, right? Yeah, and I guess it, it works works very well. So Yeah, I think experience. it also has some more options or possibilities than yeah, Skype. You can connect meetings or Teams. Um, where you can share content as well and yeah, do all this stuff. So this yeah, has much more options. And you can blur your background in case you have not tidied up your room, <laughs> your office. <laughs> before you ah, meet Talking it. about it room. Talking about room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Band stole my transition. Yeah, so talking about room, there's another good collaboration tool this is, uh, which is actually developed by SAP it's called room with uh, uh, so it's r w m so not w but two u's <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, and this we use um, mainly for organizing tasks so uh, distributing or maybe collecting tasks um, logging progress uh, logging issues we find and uh, where we have a so maybe and you can tell a little bit about the general concept of of room yeah a room that's a collaboration tool developed by kind of an internal startup of at sap uh and which has is coming from project management originally i think and we kind of uh has been the early adapters of that we kind of did some prototyping to integrate it into our application just prototype um, and but we also yeah use it productively if and if you have like smaller smallish tasks so like our certain development topics we create um, a room which is yeah it's an online tool so you can basically define chapters you can define tasks assign people to tasks and it's all very easy and 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 quick as usually at SAP. So um, that's uh, and even even better than what you're used to from from SAP. Uh, so it's very simple to use uh, and, and and fast and all you need to do for organizing yourself in a team. So if we, for example, create a new, work on a new backlog item, which we still use Jira for, um, is 
um, to define the small tasks, uh, uh, rearrange it uh, between or redistribute it between colleagues. Uh, if you run uh, over an issue, we also record it there. We collect the designings, all that kind of stuff in that room. And then once uh, the development is done, that room goes uh, sleeping. So basically it's done. It's, it's not not like an archive. It's more like a working document, I would say. Yeah. So it's, yeah. that's what it's really good in at. So that's... Uh, that's room, yeah. And I think we used it before, but now it becomes even more important. For example, we know that it's like an internal test day, right? And then all the issues, small ones, has been noted, which we normally maybe would put on a whiteboard or so, uh, has been taken then in, as yeah. an item in, in the room, yeah. Yeah, and maybe when you say whiteboard, another tool we recently used is uh, Mural, which is also like a digital whiteboard where people can... Um, I don't know, create post-its, for example. So we used it in our um, retrospective um, uh, for, yeah, creating uh, or collecting feedback in a collaborative way. Um, yeah, and it's like a little bit, it's not just simple text, it's a little bit more visualized and you can organize it, move things uh, easily around. Um yeah, and I think this has been adapted in a few teams across SAP as well. Hmm. And that's basically it, right? Okay, I mean, we also use Office Online a lot, I would say. So like the design work, when you work on design documents yeah. together, that works pretty well, I would say, with, with Word Online. Um, Excel Online for feedback Excel, for example. So that that is something. But okay, maybe that also has been the same uh, before Corona, so now it just makes things uh, easier, right? Yes. Yeah, maybe. And, let, let me add. I think technology is important, um, but it's um, it's only the basis. Yeah. What I think is is the main success factor to make this uh, collaboration a success in in these days in these difficult uh, circumstances are the people. Yeah, and their their endeavor to work together, to communicate, to to be open, to try out new things. The best technology would not help uh, if if there would not be this endeavor to really collaborate in these times. Without the technology, of course, it would also not be possible. Mm. But uh, I think no matter which tool we use, yeah, if you are open and, and you are willing to try out things and you put in some creativity, you, you can make it work. Mm. Yeah, that, that leads uh, maybe as, uh, to the next point, how, to, yeah, how we use uh, that technology for our structure, right? So um, of our teamwork. Um, Jenny, um, I think there are some some of the you as a scrum master. Uh -huh. um, we I think some of the dates that we had just uh, became digital, but we also introduced new concepts, right? So like uh, the e-coffee. Maybe you can elaborate uh, or et. It's e-coffee, right? It depends. Uh, maybe you can talk about that uh, a bit. So the extra meetings yeah. that we introduced. Mm. The extra meeting, of course. Uh, we also have, um, as always in Scrum, we had all uh, our Scrum meetings as online before, so it was not a big change despite people uh, were willing to open their, their cameras uh, for the meetings, which makes it more nice to, to join. But uh, what was really missing uh, in the home office was this, uh, should we go for a coffee? Uh, should we have a break? Should we just chat? Uh, of course, you are 
talking a lot of private stuff, but also somehow it always turns out to be also business uh, questions discussed in such coffee meetings. So I heard in the Scrum Master roundtable just a few, two weeks back that uh, teams are starting to always have a MS Teams uh, meeting open. Uh, where the complete team is invited and whenever somebody feels he is lonely or he's having a cup of coffee but nobody is drinking with him and discussing the latest news or whatever. New company uh, car. New company car, right? <laughs> Rumors. <You know? laughs> and stuff Text. like that. Yeah. I'm uh, still uh, curious about your choice, band about company car, but you know my favorite one will never be yours, but and let's see. You know. <laughs> we still have a couple of years to go. Yes. I prefer the guys from Munich, but let's see. Okay. Um, yeah, and we introduced this as kind of e-coffee, we call it. So we have uh, MS Teams for the complete uh, period of time. It's more or less open. What we are saying, uh, let's meet at half past eight and let's meet maybe half past two. And whoever has in this uh, time frame the... The, the need of talking to somebody or just have want to have five minutes without work uh, just can join. So if the first ones open the meeting, everybody who's invited to the meeting gets this pop-up and it's like, oh, Bernd is uh, opening the coffee chat. Maybe Again. I should join. Hmm? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and then uh, others are joining and usually we are five to seven people inside. Everybody more or less has the camera open despite how fit you uh, look like maybe this morning. And then we're having the coffee, to, coffee together. And of course, we are, taking, we are talking a lot about Corona, current situation, uh, uh, giving us tips what the best uh, home delivery for lunch is or something like that when we are living in the same location. Yeah, but sometimes we also discuss, okay, I have problems with the network and we give us some hints how we could uh, improve working conditions at home and stuff like that. So uh, this... Um, here the team feeling is spirit is coming up again and this is uh, really nice and i'm happy people are using it so yeah i think one one thing i also recognize a bit similar but uh, not identical is that some of the let's say sub teams or two or three colleagues working on one new development uh, topic i think they also uh, often have the kind of the teams channel open all the time even if they develop and then they kind of Dial in again and out, uh, include others into that uh, virtual uh, um, team. Um, that also works uh, pretty nice, I would say. So it's something we never did before, I would say, because, okay, typically you physically also sit together working on the same. Maybe you move together to, to a physical room and then code there. But now I think um, that's also moving towards having like a virtual stream or team in teams. Um, Uh, where you work together and then other people join and leave uh, again, right? I think, Felix, you did it uh, last week, right? I, yes, uh, yes, mm -hmm. and it's uh, very good. For example, uh, I worked together with a colleague on a topic and we had uh, a question uh, for another colleague that uh, where we wanted to get some further insights and we just uh, called him up, added him to the conversation. And um, if the other colleague uh, has the time um, to help, um, then, well, in my experience, there always uh, was some help, uh, and this is very, very helpful and very dynamic, and uh, therefore really helps uh, the communication and the the working together in the team as a team. Yeah. Mm, yeah maybe you can even stick to that uh, <clears throat> once we are back. So when you're not physically sitting next to each other, when we are back in the office, we may even have that channel still open, right? Yeah. 
I think um, Steffi and Thomas, I think for you it's also uh, quite a challenge uh, to do what we call subtalk or the kind of frequent feedback or um, yeah communication uh, sessions. So what did you have to change uh, to adapt to the situation? Yeah, so maybe before we, we come to this, I would like okay. to add that I'm really happy to, to see all these uh, creative ideas popping up, uh, new meetings, new ideas, how we can communicate. And uh, I'm also impressed how, how fast these new structures uh, have established and uh, how fast even best practices uh, were derived, for example, in the daily scrum, uh, how you come to the order, who is talking, we, so someone opens the participant list and then you go through it alphabetically, then everybody knows when he has to talk and, and he doesn't uh, cut in the word of the others and so on. These are best practices that have been derived in no time. Yeah? And, and it's really great to see also the creativity that comes with this and, and how quickly the tools are adapted. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm not too surprised that our regular meetings are running fine. Yeah, the so-called Scrum artifacts that the sprint review is, is working basically like it worked before because even before people were dialed in, people shared their screen and so on, or, or that the sprint planning is running fine. It, it's more the these meetings where you have a kind of a informal communication. This is, I think, where, where we need the creativity to keep this information channel open. Yeah, what like Jenny mentioned, the, the little chat you have at the coffee machine. Yeah, sometimes it's it's private things, but sometimes it's also something related to work. You get a piece of information that's useful for you. And and my idea was also how can we keep this informal communication channel up. And so uh, regarding the, the communication with all the single employees, I used to have a sure fix with every employee, something like once a month where we talked about one hour. So what happened in the last four weeks and, and what are your plans for the next four weeks? And in this situation, I found that it, it's, it doesn't make sense to, to talk to each and every one every four weeks. I, I have to get closer to the team and talk to them more often and maybe shorter. So I switched to the mode that I give every employee a call once a week at least yeah, and, and we chat just for 20 minutes uh, maybe half an hour about how his, is his situation I have some information to share maybe he has some and if you do this really once a week with everyone you get a real cross view of the team yeah. you see which information arrived which didn't where you have to add something where you have to explain something and and to be honest in this with teams I also work with teams and and Nearly everybody uses also the webcam, uh, the, the chats that we have, they, they feel really natural. It, it's nice. You see the people, they see me. And, and I would say it's a bit like uh, visiting each other at home because you see the setting, you see somebody sitting in his kitchen, some other one has a specific office room in his house, others are sitting on the sofa and so on. It, it tells a bit, it even adds information because it tells a bit about the uh, The, the people behind it, how, how their room is furnished and, and stuff like this. And, and so you get a real view of if the people are still happy and so on. And the good news is, I think nearly everybody is, is fine. Uh, we have a good uh, morale, yeah, it's still high. We, we really work a lot. Uh, I'm not sure if we come to this, but I feel at this moment we have a real good momentum. A lot of big uh, things are done. We had important design reviews, uh, uh, testing days and, and stuff like this. Um, regarding the situation at home, I think uh, one 
big difference is if you have kids or not. So, so the ones who don't have kids, they, they actually work like before. Um, they have a place where they sit and, and they work and they are not disturbed. It's, it's more difficult for the colleagues who have kids. They need to be a teacher in the morning for the kids and, and maybe the kids want to play with them. They also can't go out and, and play with their friends. So these colleagues have a more challenging situation, but they still manage it very good. It's also sometimes nice when the kids come in and you see them with the camera walking in the background or some even uh, gave me a, a smile or so, whatever. It's also funny to, to see this. Yeah? But th these colleagues have, have harder times and uh, they, they have to had to restructure their day maybe a bit. So some work rather in the morning and make a, a longer break in the over lunchtime and then maybe add an hour in the evening and, and one thing that i really think is important and it's it's coming from from the top management of sap is that they gave each and everyone the security that nobody has to worry about his job and that it's also okay if you can't work eight hours a day if, if you have to take care about your kids and it's only six hours don't worry and, and with this you don't have to be afraid of anything you don't get into this panic mode yeah what will be next week and therefore everybody is still very focused uh, on his work and if you would ask me uh, to some degree uh, people even work harder <laughs> in the home office Yes, I mean, uh, totally uh, agree to that. It's, we are really currently on working on something uh, big, um, specifically across components. So we have now to, to synchronize with many other colleagues from other products uh, and, and locations. And, and for that, maybe it even helps uh, because anyway, it would be hard to get everybody in the same room physically. Uh, so we have to to get used to that model anyways, uh, maybe. And uh, I'm also, it was good, I think, that we started that project earlier. So we met those, let's say, external colleagues uh, twice, uh, maybe three times uh, in person. But uh, starting from that, uh, I also think it's, uh, the collaboration is pretty good. And maybe it's even better for them, for some of the, let's say, externals, because they're now on the same level on, on when they try to reach somebody from our team and vice versa as compared to somebody sitting in the same office uh, or so. So maybe that makes even the cross-team collaboration a bit easy. I don't know. So not, Definitely. I don't want, <clears throat> yeah. Definitely, Ben. I think that's something that I also observed that now that everybody is remote, uh, some things are even working better. If you have this mixed situation, five people are sitting together in the office and two are on the phone, then sometimes yeah, the ones on the phone are simply ignored or they, they can't really bring in the arguments or everybody in the room is focused on the phone and, and then there is actually no discussion in the room itself now that everybody has the same rights, so to say, yeah, communication even with, with other locations or other uh, countries and so on is even smoother to some degree. Mm. Yep. One point that, that you um, already mentioned, Thomas, uh, the working with kids um, um, is something, I'm, I mean, I also uh, have kids, but they are older. The, the only thing is now I get feedback about the way I call. <laughs> uh, okay, that's also an interesting experience. Uh, but let's say, uh, besides that, it's it's pretty easy um, for me. But with, with younger children, I think it's different. Um, Steffi, Jenny, uh, both of you are... <clears throat> closer to that uh, situation. Maybe can you also drop some words on, on that experience, what tips and tricks, how does it work, what works, what not? Yes, maybe I can say a few words regarding that. Um, 
it's a tough situation, I would say. It's um, yeah, it's uh, it needs some creativity to manage the situation properly. Um, what helps for me is that um, I blocked some time in my calendar regularly during the day to spend some time with my kids and to talk to them to discuss um, school tasks they had and yeah to reserve some um, time with them, especially cooking or breakfast, lunch. Um, that helps them a lot to stay in contact and to get the attention they need during the day. And what, what we also have is we, we defined rules, right? So if my doors close, they are not allowed to interrupt normally, right? And um, this works pretty well, I would say. So especially during job interviews, for example, it's not so helpful if you are interrupted. <laughs> it, it might be funny, as we can see in uh, some YouTube videos, for example. <laughs> Uh, but but in general, it, it, it was helpful for me to, to talk with my kids about the situation and to define rules and um, what, what they need and what, what I need um, Yeah, to feel comfortable at home in this situation. And uh, what makes me more relaxed is that I say, okay, if they are playing and uh, are creative, it, it's good, right? So they are kids and... It's not really necessary that they do uh, their, their homework all the day and maybe in the same perfect, um, yeah, in the same perfect mode as they would do it at school. So it's something different. It's a special situation. And yeah, if mm. you're aware of this fact, then it makes it easier because my kids are both in school and it's a bit different to, to Jenny, right? Yeah, she's still in kindergarten and she's just one, so it's difficult for her. So um, actually this morning at eight o'clock when I started working, my kid just came to me, looked into to me with her blue eyes and said, Mama, it's boring. And it's like, okay, what should I do now? So it's at the moment really hard. Usually she would go to kindergarten at least until one o'clock and uh, I would work and then part time I'm then off and have the whole afternoon for her. But at the moment, it's really difficult as she's still so small that she don't get the situation completely. She just knows we are usually staying at home, just going out for a walk for 30 minutes, don't uh, meeting any friends. Maybe we're waving them in the garden in the neighborhood, but we don't meet in person. So it's difficult for her and we try to explain. And of course, what should the kid do the complete day? So she's... Uh, I mean, if you are parents as well and listening to this podcast, you know, Tip Toy and stuff like that, Tony Box. So we <laughs> bought a couple of new books, a couple of new um, little uh, figuren figures uh, for that one. So she's working on that. She's painting a lot and looking, unfortunately, a little bit too much television at the moment. She's, she's able herself to do Netflix um, with almost four, five years old. Yeah, but that's the way it is. And as uh, Thomas said, I'm so happy that the company is very relaxed with that. So sometimes I have dailies where she's sitting on my knees and looking and waving to my colleagues and it's completely okay for the others. I have heard different things from other uh, friends and under other companies where it's not that uh, gern gesehen, what do you say, where they don't uh, yeah, feel that uh, mummies can concentrate on work and on kids in the same time. But uh, we need to and I think so far it's working pretty good i mean my husband is also working part-time so we are separating work and also sap yeah 
So that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what that's I observed as well. It's it's really comfortable to have two kids in this situation mm -hmm. that they play together and uh, be creative and uh, catching all the butterflies and uh, bugs, for example, in the garden. So garden is also helpful. Mm. <laughs> Debugging in the garden. And debugging. <laughs> yeah, Finding bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's really amazing how creative kids could be if they have mm -hmm. time, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Maybe one tip from, from my side. So my kids are a bit older and um, they're also uh, bored now. What, what they started now is uh, there's, uh, so, uh, they're interested in computer stuff. Um, and um, there is, there are pretty nice tutorials for, for some software like this. One of my kids, he started with Blender, which is 3D modeling. And, and there are really amazing tutorials. So if, if your kids are more on the teen age, you may think about, uh, just and maybe you can I, I, at the beginning I took a day off and we did it together um, that those tutorials and then from then it uh, just uh, moved on so there are pre it's, maybe it's also a chance to start something new also in tech uh, so with Blender or I think the same thing for Unity or other things I think it's important that something nice comes out that's maybe if you do a, like a Python tutorial or so that's also interesting but maybe not so uh, appealing Uh, for for teenagers, so maybe it's also something uh, if if you're in a similar similar situation that you could try out. If you're beyond tip toy, then maybe uh, Blender <laughs> or something is the next. Tony uh, Box, yeah. Then a Tony Box. Uh, But put it put it offline. All Tony Box are online usually. You can okay. Google that I, if you don't know what. I you will. Mean. I yep. will. I put will. it offline. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> it's Elektrosmog Code. <laughs> okay. But we also get okay. actually newsletter mails by SIP where they are recommending things for parents, what they can do with their kids or training, how to do a corporate home office and uh, taking care of kids. And I have not looked into that yet, but there are a lot of offerings from SAP dealing with that mm. topic. Yeah, that's a good point. Talking about how attractive SAP is as an uh, employer, uh, <laughs> and maybe I think they're still also hiring, luckily. Uh, and I think that's also a very special situation, right? So doing all that uh, online, uh, Steffi, Thomas, maybe you can also add some words on, on, on that experience. So how does this work? Yeah, this is a really amazing uh, experience, I would say. Uh, we discussed and thought about that carefully before we stepped into the virtual hiring process. So completely virtual, normally We are doing it in that way that we have some telephone interview in the first step and afterwards uh, an, an interview in the office building. So we invite the candidates um, and meet them in person. Um, but now this is not possible, of course, and we decided to do that virtually. And uh, we had our first experience this morning and to our virtual job interview and To say it in that way, it was really good, I would say. So we used uh, video cameras and um, yeah, we used all the technique we have in place. And yeah, it was pretty well, Thomas, right? 
Yeah, no, definitely. But I, I think really the decisive factor is that you use the webcam. Yeah. I couldn't really imagine it doing just with only audio. It, it's important that you see the candidate and, and vice versa, that they see us. And then it didn't feel so much different to the uh, interviews we had in the office building. Yeah, uh, Everybody was, was seeing each other. You see how they react um, if they are... I don't know, active or not, if they have energy or not. This, this is crucial. Without a webcam, I, I couldn't envision doing it. Yeah, exactly. That was my feeling as well. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this job interview this morning and um, it was very yeah informative, I would say. And we get all the information and all the signals we would like to see, we would like to have. And it makes just a, a, a bit different, but not that much what, what I expected before. And regarding the, the next steps, uh, if we, we hire someone, um, next challenge is to uh, onboard the colleague. So this is really interesting. And yeah, first thing is uh, the equipment. As mentioned before, uh, equipment can be ordered um, or, online and um, be shipped to the private address so this works pretty well um, so the first experience we had with that and in addition SAP offers uh, virtual classroom trainings that can be used so this worked as well I would say is what I heard from a new employee and yeah so all in all based on the structure that is already there created by the scrum masters and by us um, Onboarding experience is quite good, I would say. Okay, that will be interesting because now I think the the full Corona onboarding is still ahead of us, right? So the colleagues that joined so far at least had a physical appearance in the office once. Uh, so I think that will be a next step uh, to do all that uh, the Corona way. Uh, but uh, I think we are yeah prepared, right? Hopefully. Yeah, so I, I hope but so. Still. I hope so too, and. Uh, Yeah, we, next colleague will join in, in May. And uh, yeah, I ordered with him uh, the equipment this week. And first um, things arrived at his home address. Uh, PC, of course, not because image has to be installed and so on. But um, yeah, it was quite nice, right? Uh, I asked him, what would you like to have? Uh, which kind of mouse you would like to have? Or which uh, laptop you would like to have? And he sent me links on other stores or links to other stores. And mm. and, and I, I, I searched for that in our internal store and it was, was okay. Okay. Nice. I have to get creative here. Huh? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But onboarding is, is definitely a challenge yeah? to, to completely onboard somebody who was not before in SAP. It, it makes a difference if somebody has an internal move, so he at least knows SAP and the way we work. He has already his equipment. Uh, onboarding always has two sides. Yeah? It, it's the colleague who has to be onboarded, but it's also the other colleagues who onboard him. And, and regarding this, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that we can also master this challenge because I, I see that everybody is, is really helpful and, and this is trying to incorporate these new colleagues in the team, in all the conversations and, and with all the creative ideas we have yeah, to, to communicate in, in every channel with them on the very formal ways and on the informal ways and giving them lessons via teams or sending them not just papers to read, but really you can have a 
coding session for iPrincipal together, stuff like this. I think it will also be possible. It, everybody has to contribute, of course. It, it will be a lot of work for us, but um, it, it's manageable. Yeah, and we, okay, have good, we, have, we have good concepts in place, like, for example, the buddy concept. So everybody that is starting new in our team has one, one buddy he can contact and um, this one guides him to the different questions, processes, and yeah, brings him closer to our culture, I would say, and to our topics, development, and so on. And this is, I, I hope, helpful for the colleagues that will start completely new at SAP. Yeah, at least what I can say is uh, since we now have onboarded some new colleagues in the nearer past, that a word? Okay, so <laughs> last month. Uh, I'm really impressed with their uh, performance already now. So uh, for you on the other side uh, of the uh, TM podcast, so to say, uh, so cool stuff to come also from new colleagues pretty soon. So that's uh, amazing to see uh, with the new colleagues joining now, the uh, additional power that we gain. So cool stuff is coming. Cannot talk about what, but it's it's cool. That's already something we can say. And talking about onboarding, there's one more thing. We we are also uh, onboarding currently. Um, and that's a new um, breakout uh, from of, of our TM podcast. There will be, uh, we are now in the finalization phase of the TM podcast, what we call Black Belt Edition. And the idea behind that podcast is basically um, diving even a bit deeper. So um, typically in our episodes, we gave like an overview about uh, features and functions, like package building or so. Uh, and we try on and off, we also went a bit deeper, but this one is really about uh, diving to the ground. Uh, so most likely, yeah, not as, as broad. So it's not about package building, but maybe it's about one feature of package building, but then in full so um, it will be called TMB, as a, as a TM podcast, Black Belt uh, Edition. It will be uh, hosted uh, by OpenSAP. And uh, yeah, we will announce that once it's available uh, on, on our usual channels, so LinkedIn and, and SCN, uh, Twitter. Um, so you can look forward, look forward to, to that podcast as well, if you like uh, our current uh, podcast, at least. And, on, and if you missed uh, a certain uh, death in, in, in that podcast, uh, you will definitely find it there. Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, before we come to the end of this episode, uh, let me make a kind of a high-level mm -hmm. statement. Mm -hmm. I think we talked a lot now about uh, how we work in, in these uh, times of crisis, but uh, we also have to acknowledge uh, that we work and that we can work. And, and that's, I think, also something very important that the nature of our work allows us to work remotely. And, and regarding this aspect, we are very, very privileged compared to other uh, colleagues, other industries, people who kind of have to assemble something. They cannot do it at home. They cannot uh, take the machines at home and, and do their work. They are sitting around. And so we are very privileged uh, that uh, the nature of our work allows us to work. And, and uh, on top of that, let's say we found good ways uh, on how to do it. But uh, very important, and, and thanks to this, yeah, here in the IT industry, uh, we can work. Mm. Something I forgot uh, at the beginning, I think I was also pretty uh, proud of, is that uh, SAP also developed, I think, like overnight or in 24 hours, uh, 
an, an app uh, that that was used by German government to get everybody home. So I think there were hundred thousands of you know Germans like to travel. So everybody was uh, anywhere in the world, and um, they to bring them back. Uh, the the old system just broke down. It was maybe it was a fit for a few hundred uh, uh, people to bring back, but not for a hundred thousand. Too many. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And SAP built something uh, uh, overnight, uh, more or less. I think it was like 24 hours. Hopefully, it's also used by other other governments. But even if it just works in Germany, uh, that was a cool thing. That's unfortunately not too much we can see. I think we can do directly to help, uh, unlike doctors or so. But at least we can still work and, and move forward, right? We can stay at home, right. <laughs> Okay. So then I would say thanks for listening, everybody. And we, yeah, well, here's with, with more, let's say, topic or content with different content next time, most likely. Maybe even in the, in the new podcast. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye bye. 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 Goodbye.